0: Welcome to our next interview from the HR Tech Conference. I'm Claire Moran from the HR Trends Podcast. This interview is with Heber Youssef. She's the Chief People Officer at Workweek. She's also really well known as being the creator of the I Hate It Here newsletter, which has got a huge following. She's in conversation with Swapnil
1: Prabha, who's the Vice President of Workforce Wellness Solutions at Unum. So nice to have you here with us, joining us uh, today. Um, let us actually start by understanding a little bit more about Workweek. You have a wonderful platform also called, which I love the name, by the way. I love the name. I hate it here. Yep. Which, by the way, it has 130,000 followers. That is a lot of followers. Yeah. So maybe if you could start by just talking a little bit about, a little bit about how you ended up starting these, this platform and specifically I Hate It Here platform.
0: Yeah. So Workweek is a creator-led media company that puts creators at the core of all that we do. So when you're a creator, it's kind of hard. You don't have insurance sometimes. You don't have benefits. You don't have a team of marketers to explain to you like how to market and position your stuff. Workweek takes all of the hard parts about being a creator and kind of automates it for creators that are looking to come in-house to help grow their brands. And we're specifically B2B creators. So like, I'm not... Creating about anything too sexy, just HR. So we're B2B creators, and there's we have like about 20 creators across seven different verticals. And specifically, I write about HR. So I came into Workweek as their chief people officer. And they also asked me to be a creator. And I said, Me, you want me to, to create something? And they're like, Yeah, we want you to be a creator. And I came up with the idea of I hated here with Workweek. And it's all rooted in the fact that, like, the worst thing an HR person hears. Probably, honestly, actually there's way worse things that we hear, but I hate (laughs) it here is one of them. It's the thing that we're most worried about with our talent. And I really felt like there was a voice missing in the HR space about talking about the hardships of being in HR. Like, I don't think anyone's really openly talking about how emotionally draining this job is, how lonely it can be, how many critical decisions we have to make on a daily basis, all the different conversations we have to navigate. And from that, and that passion for reaching those HR people that do feel alone in the space, I hated here I was boring. Awesome.
1: Well, I will say we are at HR Tech, so if yep. nowhere else, HR is sexy here, <laughs> at least today. So that's, that's on point. Um, so given we are in HR Tech, and we, and you were at Mentera yesterday, yeah. uh, would love to hear what are some of the key themes you're taking away from Mentera yesterday and from HR Tech today? Yeah, so Mentera, the panel
0: yesterday, was all about women's health at work. And I think we're at a really interesting intersection with women's health at work specifically. In 2020, we saw a lot of women leave the workforce in waves. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually think we've fully recovered from that since 2020. And so the workforce is, we lost a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And I also think we're turning the discussion a bit more towards how do we actually support women in the workplace? What we found when everyone left was that we weren't doing a good job of supporting working women in the workplace, women working in the workplace. That's, That's a right. t- It's a tongue twister. I <laughs> just did my own tongue twister. But, and I think because of that, we saw all those women leave, and a lot of HR teams were forced to reconcile with, are our environments supporting women in the workplace? And I think that's been an interesting conversation in the last three years as we talk about parental leave, maternal leave, the benefits we give to women, the invisible diseases that women often have, endometriosis. Like, there's a lot to unpack there. And so yesterday's event was all focused on how do you actually support women in the workplace? Like what's, what's the conversation that's being had? A lot around flexibility, benefits. Um, I'm excited personally for a lot of the benefits that are coming out. There's a lot of companies that are focused specifically on women's health. My favorite fun fact to give is like your medical textbook is written for a 160 pound, five, six foot man. All of the schematics about diseases and how they show up in the body are off of a description of a man. Mm -hmm. And that means there's a huge gap in data around how diseases impact women. And so that's even been an interesting conversation that there's a lack of knowledge on how things actually impact women in the workplace. So that was what Mentera was yesterday. And today at HR Tech, oh, there's like so many technologies that I'm excited about. But I think the one thing I'm really interested and scared of is AI for HR. And I wrote about it because there's like AI is trained off of all the things out there. But coming back to my first point, if all the things out there are written from the perspective of a man or how it impacts men, how can AI ever be equitable and fair? That's
1: a great point.
0: So I'm like really interested to see where tech goes there. Um, And the last thing is, historically, HR tech has been built for HR people. I'm really curious to see the platforms that are built for HR people to enable their employees. Because I think that's been a missing link that's missing. Employees aren't like raving about their HR systems, but they should be, maybe?
1: Mm -hmm. Not yet. Not yet. yet. We'll see. Not not yet. They're not raving yet. that's perfect segue to my next that's question <laughs> okay which is given employees um, are more powerful today more than ever perhaps than before yeah. ever before right um, what do you think are their key needs looking into 2024 uh, that's such a good question I think like we
0: are high in the in when employees are unhappy they're gonna tell it like it is on social media which I love because you learn a lot but also I think gen Z is really changing the conversation around work and what they need to be successful and i think a big thing in 2024 is we've just gone through this massive pandemic which became an epidemic which now we're just existing in a day-to-day life and adjusted to this new normal where maybe we're hybrid maybe we're fully remote and maybe we're in person but hybrid's kind of the worst of all the worlds because you miss the in-person thing and things happening in person and then also you could be like lonely at home right and so i think the big thing for employees in 2024 is going to be how do we foster real connection it's a basic human need and we're not really getting it sometimes so i'm kind of excited to see like how companies start to think about fostering true connection in the
1: workplace yeah that's amazing and that maybe so on the flip side what will the most sort of key challenge be for HR, and frankly, maybe not even just HR leadership, but just companies and company leadership to enable that? I think finding a way to do it that feels authentic.
0: A lot of like forced HR fun, like everyone come to this happy hour, everyone do this thing together, feels very inauthentic. And so I think HR teams are going to have to look to find their like ambassadors within the organization that can help foster that connection in a way that feels authentic and good. Like I, I don't no one really wants to come to my HR first one but if I had someone on a different team that was like hey we're all getting together to do trivia or play a game it might have better like results than me forcing everyone to
1: get together on a zoom to play games right yeah, right. yeah that's, a, that's a great point. Um, all right well since we are in the games sphere yeah um, my favorite question okay what if you could have one word for mm-hmm. HR in 2024 what would that be? Oh, this is so hard. Just one? I just, I'm a just woman one. of so many words. Okay. Maybe you can have two. Okay. But really try
0: to pick one. If I had to pick one, I'm going to caveat it with this is a word I actually do not like. Okay. The word is innovation. I don't like it because it's thrown about very loosely, like, oh, we have to be innovative. And I'm just like, what does that actually mean? But I do think right now we are at an inflection point for HR where we are reconciling with how we've always done things versus how we should do things in the future. And that means we have to be in that innovative state of mind to say, this thing does not serve us anymore. How do we build it better for this new world that we all exist in? And I just think like it's going to be, the people that say this is how we've always been done are going to be facing a reckoning because they're going to have yeah. to start to say, like, how could we do this better? It's time. I think we have all the variables there. We have like the rising cost of living with inflation in the economy. We have the go to office back debate about commercial real estate and who has right. the power. And then we have the final one where this, gener- this newest generation of employees with five generations in the workplace and this newest generation of employees is very vocal about what they want and need in the workplace. And that perfect storm is gonna cause HR teams to have to look at everything and say, we might have to change the way we've always done things. Right. And that's gonna be better. Hopefully. It's going to hurt, and then it's going to be better.
1: I love that. Awesome. Innovation.
0: Innovation. I I love it. To caveat, I hate that word. It's like when everyone was using disrupt. Yes. Do you remember when everyone was like, (laughs) we're going to disrupt it, and I was like, I don't know you're not going to disrupt
1: anything. But innovation was kind of like with disruption, so. Right, right. I feel like even though that was the last question, I'll just throw this out there. How do you feel about generative AI? I'm just kidding. It's Skynet. Everyone who asks about AI, I always make
0: a Skynet joke. If you haven't seen Terminator, it's like the the thing in Terminator that basically the machines take over and they kill all the humans. I make that joke lightly, but I'm like, seriously, though, are we all not scared? The machines are going to be smarter than us and they're going to know, like, we don't need these people anymore. We're out. So I always make a Skynet joke about generative AI, which, like, the newer generation is like, I've never seen Terminator, and the older generation gets it.
1: Well, thank you so much, about for joining us today. I love this. This is so fun. Thank awesome.
0: you. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.